welcome to Folder Ego episode 29. Um, should, um, where, where is this, where, where is, who's in charge? <laughs> it's a question I repeatedly ask myself. Should humanity even have, I mean, do we have a purpose? Because I know it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because <laughs> it, it's fine to say we don't have a purpose, but at the same time, even if you've got no purpose, it's quite easy to recognize that there are directions we're heading in that are like objectively bad. So it seems, you know, how, how can we have, um, is it, is it, how, how do we have this sort of innate sense that something's going wrong when also we're not here for any particular reason? I, what I'm getting, getting at is, um, I've started to get a little bit concerned <laughs> with, just the kind of general spiritual direction or, or lack thereof that humanity's headed in. But um, with uh, in the last episode, I was talking about AI and I was trying to think of some of the positives and there are positives, but um, I, I reflected on that after finishing the episode and I realized that's now thrown up more questions, which is, and this, this is a very, this is all very hypothetical, um, so a lot of this hangs on you just kind of going with it. But I mean, so say, for example, this is a, this is a massive thought experiment I'm about to sort of conduct now. But say AI, thanks to AI, we're able to solve pretty much all of humanity's problems <laughs> in, to some extent. So, for example, there's, there's the medical research that I read somewhere that there was a team of scientists that spent decades trying to fold proteins in on themselves or something and, and that it took them 10 years. The, all these numbers are wrong, by the way. I, I can't remember. But it was something like, the, the gist of it was they'd spent, I don't know, a decade doing this very complicated process. And the end result of that is they solved 19,000 iterations of whatever problem it was they were trying to solve, uh, coding proteins or something, mapping something, can't quite remember. Anyway, they then fed all the relevant data into an AI model and it crunched the numbers in a matter of, I think, minutes and did something like 2 million. And so, you know, I, I think there's great potential there for... You know, at some point, you know, all of this is only going to improve. So at some point there's going to be, it's going to be possible to feed in all the data we have on, you know, cancers and the human genome and uh, what treatments affect certain tumours in certain ways. You'll be able to put that all in. And I reckon at a certain point, we're not there yet, but maybe in, you know, not, not far off, We'll just put all this in and, and AI, you know, chat GPT or some, you know, medical version of it, will just cure cancer in like seven minutes. And go, all right, here's how it spreads. Here's how it works. And therefore, here's the treatments that will target it the most effectively. In fact, here's a new treatment I've invented. Here's something you haven't even thought of. Some new drug that uses some new chemical, also that I, a synthetic chemical that I've just invented. You know, it'll just, 
immediately solve these problems. But I, I wonder <clears throat> where at a certain point, basically a lot of our health problems are a result of the consequences of how we live and the way we've chosen to orient the human experience. Right, so we're currently getting, you know, chronic. If you get chronic stress from work, you're not paid well, um, you're sitting down for eight hours a day, you know, all of these things which are bad for us and not we don't have enough time for meal prep, so we, you know... Uh, go to fast food or go to pubs and or get takeaway on Uber, you know, Uber Eats and get some shitty burger or pizza or, you know, takeaway. So our diet is bad, our lifestyle is bad and we're working too much. Um, what if, at, at a certain point, does science owe us have a responsibility to not solve certain problems because in solving them, they free us up to behave worse. Do you know what I mean? Like at the moment, you know, there's olive brown packaging on cigarettes and we've banned smoking indoor in indoor places. I remember being in London when that happened. Uh, what was it? 20 years ago, nearly almost no, a bit less. I remember the day, that the, the last day you were allowed to smoke <laughs> in pubs and stuff. And then the next weekend going to the pub and realizing, wow, these places smell of like piss and vomit. <laughs> bring, bring the cigarettes back. But I do remember coming home for the first time from a pub, not reeking of smoke and my lungs not hurting. And I was like, fuck, is that what I've been doing? You know, um, <clears throat> which was great. But if, if AI or technologically sped up medical research means we can solve a lot of problems. Um, does that mean, you know, if there's a pill you can take, or you've got, you've been smoking so much, you've got lung cancer, or AI solve that, you take this thing, now you can keep smoking, the cancer's just gone. Or if you load up on McDonald's and your body's rotting, you know, so oh, I'll just take this pill, it's got all the nutrients in it, it's got nano <laughs> fucking nano vegetables in it that spread throughout your body. You take one pill and that's all your nutrients sorted. And now you're just free to eat things that, that you like rather than eat things to be healthy with zero consequence. At a certain point will science and, and you know, medicine's supposed to make us better physically, but at a certain point will medicine actually scupper us spiritually because we'll just be able to sate our needs all the time with no consequences. You can smoke, drink alcohol. Oh, here's a AI's come up with a a solution. This is all very hypothetical. It's a thought experiment, you know. But again, it comes back to that question of you know what what is what are we here for? Um, I don't think we're here to kind of be to just gluttonously satisfy ourselves all the time because that the the domino effect of that is you become very self centered. Um, but we'll be able to. We, hypothetically I think it's extremely feasible if you see how fast AI is advancing now that we will be able to solve all manner of problems 
But the, the question then is that, you know, we're then freed up to behave however we want. Yes, you can just eat the McDonald's and it doesn't matter. And the, the, thing, the problem with that is, again, like who's in charge? Because that, that is an advance of a kind, but it's only an advance. It's, it's an advance that favours whom? Who does that favour? Favours capitalism. Right, if, if, if AI or medicine generally, let's just, I mean, it doesn't matter if AI makes it happen. Just if medicine generally advances so fast that all the problems get solved, who, who is that benefiting? It benefits us um, sort of performatively because it's like, well, now human beings will have less heart disease and less blah, blah, blah because of all these wonderful medical pills you can now take that as soon as you, you know, think you've got a blocked artery from eating too much fast food and sitting down all day, watching McDonald's and streaming Netflix and working, you know, working at your desk. Um, I bet that, you know, great. Now you're not going to die prematurely because of that. But that, that ultimately benefits McDonald's, Netflix and your boss. Because now they can push you. Well, we don't need lunch breaks anymore. You, you know, you don't need to stand up and stretch your legs every, what is it? Every 25 minutes or something, you're supposed to get up and move around. You know, the chronic illnesses that we're getting from sitting down too much. Um, the, the reason these things are bad for us is because our bodies were designed a specific way. And that's why we flourish in nature and when we go for walks and when we move and when we get sun on our skin um, at, at a certain point we will be able to solve all the problems caused by not doing those things but then the question then what happens is it we we move into philosophical territory of like yes but should we solve those problems is it is it good for us it might be good for us physically to have a pill that solves everything and a pill that, you know, you, you fill up on McDonald's and you get high blood sugar or too much fat in your bloodstream or whatever. And then you take a pill and it just cleanses it out. It purges it. And then another pill to replace it all with, you know, super happy vegetable chemicals or something. Great. But spiritually, like now we're just these consuming things that don't have to fear consequences and it's only the only people it benefits ultimately is 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 business and corporation and consumption um you know the the problem with <laughs> the issue with uh with global warming for example one of the issues with global warming is this this obsession with numbers and targets. So if we reduce, you know, CO2 by this much, then if we hit our targets, we've got our target, got the Kyoto targets or whatever, or COP24 targets, whatever. If we can just get the number lower, we're all going to be okay. And part of me thinks, I mean, from a purely mechanical perspective, that's true. But from a spiritual perspective, it's like, it almost feels like we're getting away with it. You know what I mean? 
It's like, oh, finally, thanks to renewable energy. Oh, finally, thanks to these clever little, you know, now that all the straws are <laughs> made of paper, finally I can just get take away as much as I want or I can just watch as much TV as I want or buy as much manufactured shit delivered by Amazon, you know, getting parcels delivered to my front door seven times. It doesn't matter because the the Amazon trucks are fucking hybrid now or electric. So it doesn't matter. It's like the the warn the glo- global warming is is a warning sign about consumption <laughs> and that you know, we're supposed to live in equilibrium with everything that's around us. And so enabling that with a cheeky, eco-friendly workaround, it solves the global warming problem. It doesn't really solve the self-centered, spiritually bereft <laughs> cause that made, made the problem happen in the first place. So the problem is, is not the numbers, it's the paradigm that generated the numbers. And it's not, you know, global warming is an opportunity to redress the the fact that we, we just, we're supposed to just hang out and chat and go on walks and eat locally grown stuff. You know, we're not supposed to be just massively consuming things all the time. So if we're able to get around that, thanks to renewables and stuff, it's kind of solved the problem, but it's also allowed a a deeper problem to perpetuate, a spiritual problem to perpetuate, which is this, we're selfish, we're, uh, we're gluts, we're gluttons, um, we think about ourselves more than others. And so any system that allows us to continue thinking only about ourselves, what I want right now, with no delayed gratification or anything like that, is a system that ultimately, while it might benefit the planet, um, ultimately just makes humanity a, a worse version of itself. And this is something I, I repeatedly come back to. It's like, you know, we can solve all these kind of, I guess, what would you say? Like, they're not surface level because global warming is a serious systemic problem. But let's, for the sake of argument, let's refer to it as a surface level problem for now even though I know it's not. But we can solve all these like surface level problems. But in doing so, we're kind of perpetuating and and exacerbating a deeper hidden problem, which we're not, which we, we seem to refuse to face repeatedly through history. And, you know, on a micro level, we refuse to face it every day. And on a broader historical level, we're never asking these big, bold philosophical questions about like, what is, what, what, who is in in control? Like who, what direction is humanity headed in? Because it seems to me the only people who get a say in it are just people who charge ahead, inventing things and speeding things up. So, well, I've invented this new AI thing and now, you know, you can generate 3D images at the click of... Okay, great. Is that... Now you can generate your own movies at the... Okay. I mean, who said that was what we needed? (laughs) Where's the... Where's the boss of humanity? Anyway, so my, my concern is that 
as per the global warming example, where yes, we can come up with technology and offsets and all this sort of stuff that maybe reduces our emissions, but it doesn't address the deeper problem that humans consume too much and we're very selfish and we're not very giving and sharing. Um, it kind of lets us get away with it. It feels like a feels like a it feels like I'm watching a movie where the villain gets away with it you know and that's not it doesn't feel like a very satisfying movie it would be like you know it's it, uh, watching humanity is sort of like watching I don't know like a Marvel movie not that I'm a huge fan of those it's like watching a Marvel movie except where like Thanos wins you know and they, it's like they ended the Avengers on that last you know the penultimate one the Avengers Infinity War and then Thanos just wins and clicks his fingers and everyone dies. And then there's credits roll and you go, all right. And there's another one after this, isn't there? Where they figure out a way to solve the problem with time. No, no, there's no time travel. That's the end of it. All 22 of these movies have been have been leading up to the bad guy getting away with it. It's just like, I feel like humanity's just not got any aspiration and as with the global warming example, with tech, I just feel like it's going the same way. I feel like we're, we're, we're missing an opportunity to learn and orient ourselves in the right direction. And with AI now, I think it's not, we're not too far off from solving all the medical problems. <laughs> and it's just gonna benefit the, it's just gonna benefit corporations you know, big business, capitalism, greed. And again, it's just not a direct, what, it's just not a direction, I think. We're just not going the right way. And I just don't feel anyone's in the driver's seat, you know. So we're just going to be able to eat as much McDonald's as we want, stream, binge fucking everything. There'll be a pill that means you don't even need to sleep. AI and medicine have solved sleep. Great. Well done. Um... Yes, we'll be healthy, to, uh, you know, ostensibly. Yes, we'll live to 100, guaranteed. Yes, you can watch as much shit as you want, eat as much shit as you want, smoke, drink. And we won't face any consequences. And it's like, so So you could argue in one way humanity's improved because death from all these horrible illnesses is gone. But then where's the lesson learned that you're not meant to just gluttonously sort of satiate your needs from moment to moment. The, 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 the flow on effect of say fasting or intermittent fasting or just delayed gratification of any kind exercising today in your thirties or twenties or forties, whatever age you are so that, in your 80s, you're healthy. That's why, I mean, that's why some people exercise for the immediate short term because they want to look muscly and sexy. Some of us are never going to get there, <laughs> like me. I, I exercise enough. It doesn't, I've never exercised so much that my body is transformed. But I exercise, I get up at, you know, 5.30 or whatever to go for a run, knowing that 80-year-old me is thanking me. You know, it's not particularly enjoyable 
It is. I mean, you get some mental health boost afterwards. But, you know, I'd much rather be reading a book and, and or eating a chalky croissant or something, you know? But this delayed gratification, the thing with exercise is you do it even though it's not that much fun so that in the future you're going to be a better human being. So there's an aspiration there of like what, what should I be like as a human being? What's the best version of myself? You know, meditating as well. It's not, it's, it's lovely and it's useful, but I'd much rather be drinking alcohol. <laughs> I say as someone who hasn't, you know, drunk for nearly five years now, I'd love to be able to get pissed every day. But is it is a species that can get pissed every day, the species we want to become? And so that's where I come back to that question at the top. It's like, should medicine, at some point, should medicine and science sort of stop? Because otherwise it's enabling a worse version of ourselves. Like if, because that will be a real moral conundrum and a real philosophical dilemma and a spiritual one when science comes up with the answer to alcohol related illnesses here's a pill that means you your liver will stay healthy and regenerate you know here's a pill that means you won't get a hangover here's a pill that means you won't get brain damage from drinking you know um the question then is like, yeah, but does science release that to the public? Because what you're then doing is you're just enabling a worse version of humanity. If we if we come up with therapies, you know, here's a pill that means, or here's a, I don't know, a chip that means you can sit down for seven hours a day at your desk and work. And here's, you know, all these things like, yes, we've, we have them, but should they be released? Because then what you're really doing is saying that just humanity is oriented towards like just not the best version of itself, you know? And I find that concerning because I, I, the the problem, (laughs) the problem with spirituality and trying to be a moral, decent empathetic human being that cherishes in the joy of others rather than the joy of yourself, like sympathetic joy, I think it's called, right? Where you actually practice, and you practice sympathetic joy. You look at other people's successes and you meditate on them and you make yourself happy that someone else has done really well, even at ta- even when at times you're not doing so well. Um, but it's, you know, it's hard work. It's much easier to be selfish and focus on yourself and and satiate yourself. But it's, that, this is why it's hard work. But, the, you know, this is why human humanity, generally speaking, doesn't orient itself towards these things. That's why people like Jesus and Buddha stand out. <laughs> I mean, that's, that is the biggest indictment of humanity, that there's like four historical characters... <laughs> Or something where you go, oh, they are, oh, they, they loved everyone. That's why they, <laughs> they're the most famous people in history. You know, 
Nelson Mandela. <laughs> like, why are they famous? They should they should be absolutely mundane and not special at all. Do you know what I mean? That should be <laughs> humanity should find it we we should find it so easy to be good and kind and loving that there should be like buddhas you should be tripping over fucking buddhas in the fucking streets oh there's another enlightened person who loves everyone uh giving up their time for others you know it's like but because we're so geared towards ourselves and like hoarding and me 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 and yum 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 that makes buddha stand out <laughs> which is so sad. It's so Elon Musk or, you know, a banker, not, well, you know, someone, they should be the historic. Do you know, 2000 years ago, there was this one guy who really loved money. What? Are you fucking kidding me? What an idiot. You know, that should be the exception. Excuse me. But because we're so worried, because we're so selfish, these kind of beautiful human beings stand out, which is such a sad reflection on what the human default is. But that's but that's my concern, is because it is the human default. The more technology advances, the more we're going to be able to get away with it. And I don't think... It's a real philosophical dilemma. Because at some point, some I, I, I would want... I want there to be like a little committee of lovely people so that when Elon Musk says, yeah, I'm going to put chips in everyone's heads, um, otherwise you're not allowed a blue tick. (laughs) I just like a committee to say, yeah, vetoed, not happening. But I just get the sense that there's just, there's no one at the rudder and we're just being propelled forward um, by the interests of people whose only interest seems to be just make everything faster and make more money out of it, you know? And it's just, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I fret. I fret a lot um, with these recent developments and the speed, the exponential rate at which everything's getting better. Um there'll be lots of great things coming from it for sure, you know, and, you know, AI will be able to solve a lot of really wonderful problems, you know, but at some point we, we do need a vision for humanity against which these advances can be measured as to whether or not they're worthy of us (laughs) rather than are we worthy of them? Are the, is, is, are these advances worthy of the human project? You know, the responsibility we have to actually be our best selves, flourishing. You know, is it is it better that we create some clever machine that sucks all the CO2 out of the atmosphere or that we live more, like less consumptive lives? <laughs> Isn't it great? AI solved, it's built a machine that means we can just emit as much as we want, fucking drive everywhere in shitty cars and get plastic takeaway. It takes the plastic out of the ocean, so now dolphins don't get hurt. Yeah, I don't know. It still doesn't mean 
doesn't stop the fact that walking to your neighbor's house with some home cooked food is better than sitting in front of your screen binging the fourth season of fucking Titty Island or <laughs> celebrity celebrity shag penis <laughs> shagging penis island you know it, watching that and eating out of plastic tubs doesn't change the fact that the former is more appealing and better for us than the latter um, it's just better for us spiritually there's this is the problem is this is the focus on technological and medical advance and not the spiritual and once you remove the the medical complications of living a less wholesome life we, you get a bit you get a bit more detached from the ability from the ability to measure whether what you're doing is good or bad do you know what i mean like if if you can if there is no problem to just sitting down watching tv all day and eating out of plastic tubs then by what metric are you saying that popping to your neighbor with home cooked food and going for a 10 minute walk is better you you, you you lose that and so slowly humanity kind of just becomes blind to what's good for it spiritually and this is the thing there's a disconnect between technolo our technological advances and our spiritual health I think um, and the, the, the latter isn't prioritised enough there's no you know, there's no Elon Musk of the soul. <laughs> I mean, there are, you know, there's gurus and Buddhisty types and stuff, but they're just, but they're not in charge of what direction humanity's headed in. Elon Musk is, you know, Bill Gates is, you know, what's his face? Open AI man is, he's, he's, he's now um, leading the charge of where we go next. And um, I think I think we need it. I think we need some sort of. Um, well, we're never going to get it. We're, we're never going to have some sort of uh, person in charge, or some base, you know, a set of principles handed to us. Where it's like, well, you know, here's how you take charge of your uh, spiritual foundation or, or whatever. Um, we're going to have to do it, sort of. Uh, of our own uh, volition uh, with with no direction from anybody really but uh, this is the this is the problem with um, this these ideas of progress is that they're defined progress is defined by the people who are gonna sort of benefit from it and so you know medicine that can solve all the problems caused by capitalism only serves really to help uh, capitalism doesn't serve to help us um, we didn't evolve from a capitalist environment. We evolved just in an environment. Um, so coming up with all sorts of treatments that mean we can, and again, this is all hypothetical. I'm just imagining these things are going to happen, but I can see that it's feasible that they're going to happen. You know, treatments that mean we can just sit down for longer. We can eat whatever we want, smoke, drink, just live more consequence free. While that's good in a from a health perspective because it's nice if humans suffer less from health conditions um 
that those aren't advances driven by what's best with, with, with our best interests in mind. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's solving a problem for the sake of someone else, not solving a problem for the sake of us. Um, and I just think as we move forward, uh, with this rapid, what's going to now be exponential progress is we, it's, we really have to sort of buttress ourselves against what, where it's going to lead us. Cause it's going to be extremely tempting to, to be, well, it's just going to become, we're going to become extremely egotistical because we're going to be able to imagine whatever we want and, and satiate more and more of our own desires, whether that's food, um, sexual, you know, looking at AI generated, living in some AI generated fantasy, generating our own movies, our own Disney films, slowly just becoming more and more, there'll be less and less shared experience and more, you know, we won't go to the cinema with friends. I mean, we're already not, are we? We're already streaming stuff by ourselves at home more and more. But there'll be less of that feeling of being in a cinema and sharing in that moment together. And there'll be more just hunkering down in your iPhone and generating your own content for yourself or whatever. Um, you know, I remember the days of scheduled TV where it's like, you know, that the show was on a specific time and everyone had to tune in at the same time. And the next morning you'd all talk about the same TV show and that doesn't happen as much anymore. Everyone's watching different TV shows. Um, there is no TV channel now. There's just your own personal choice influencing what you watch from second to second. So I think it's never been more important to, to match, to, to meet this technological progress with a spiritual, um, buffer, a spiritual safety bubble around us because it's, it's, it's got, there's, there's, there's nothing in it. It's empty, this advance. And so, but we're going to get swept up in it because it's going to be so tempting. You know, I mean, you, you look at how, how long did it take from the smartphone being released to the smartphone being released with a rear facing camera on it? I think it only took a couple of iterations, you know, when people realized, oh, now that they can just carry around this thing, people are taking photographs of themselves. Oh, now, you know, now technology is encouraging that. It should never have happened. Rear-facing camera is one of the worst <laughs> inventions of all time. Um, it's going to be the set that the, it's never gone well, you know. <laughs> so, any any of these advances, it's 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 never with us in mind, and so it's only going to be good if we bring to it a spiritual sensibility that that is not intrinsic to the technology itself. We have to bring that to the table. Um, I think that's the that's where I get this sense of urgency from. I didn't even have this sense of urgency six months ago. I thought, you know, um, you know, social media is annoying and all this sort of stuff. But now I'm realizing that we're really on the cusp of something rather momentous, and it's uh, we owe it to ourselves more than ever to really gird ourselves spiritually for what's about to happen because it's it's just going to become easier and easier. You know, you want you want to listen to an original song by Kanye West <laughs> based on a something that happened to you today. It's gonna to be like improv, you know. Sing me a song uh, in the style of Kanye West. It's gonna be like whose line is it anyway? 
<laughs> Sing a song about what happened to Jazz Twemlow today um, and how he scored uh, a decent score on his psychology exam in the style of Taylor Swift. And then the AI has to fucking do it for you. We'll just be wrapped up in ourselves all the time. Um, but we, yes, I, I just think we just have to be careful. We owe it to ourselves more than ever, to, like I said, to, to, to gird ourselves spiritually for, for what's coming. Um, and similarly, like I was talking about with medicine, um, it's going to be, it, it's going to, you know, there's going to come a, t- a time where, you know, this, we're just going to suffer less and less for making bad choices and choices that are uh, selfish and self-gratifying. And the problem is that that has a, that has a ripple effect on other parts of your life and other parts of your brain. The more self-sensed you are, the more, you know, we're just going to empathize with each other less and less. Um, we've already seen what's happened on Twitter with empathy. So I guess I'm just saying let's, um, I'll, I'll wrap up. I'll wrap up here anyway. Um, but I'm, I guess I am just saying that we need to, um, be wary and not just go, ooh, AI, ooh, medicine, ooh. You know, this this is answering everything. Um, it's it's only it's only half of a sentence, you know, that's being driven by people who don't have our best interests at heart. They just have money in their interests. And uh, no one's gonna make us spiritual. We have to bring that to the table. So we need to start focusing on it. That's all. All right. Thanks for listening. Support me on Patreon and goodbye. <laughs>